Tuesday morning. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> what was so nice. Full, what was the full fucking line? Good morning. Oh, Sunday, morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I thought it was Saturday morning. <laughs> Sunday morning. I think it was. I forget what day it was. Hey, what's up? Welcome. Come on in. Thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Spinecrackers. This is the uh, the cozy the cozy ASMR book club where yeah. we talk about books that we've read recently and. Um, we talk you about know, Harry Potter. Maybe, uh, maybe sip on a little bit of wine <laughs> and get a little, and, uh, get, you know, get a glass so in, and, and maybe I'll uh, say a cuss word. Uh, get to our our, <laughs> our our feelings and experiences of of the book that we just read. Um, and before you know it, the book isn't even sort of part of the discussion, and just we're all just sort of talking about, about talking bad about relationships and, and, <laughs> and our and children we hate and life. You know, we talk, <laughs> about, we talk about life a lot here. Yeah, yeah, because that's really what reading's for. It's for Avoiding the topic that we just, you know, in ca- in this sense, uh, with a very grim book we read that we're going to be talking about. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> all right, yeah, you done. All right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you got stuck. You got stuck. Matt was started out was <laughs> Matt was stun locked like a quagmire. It started out was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about. Oh, by the way, this is the Spinecrackers podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm Gabe. I'm Matt. Um, today, and we're, and we're here to talk about. Fucking boys. We're fucking men. That's not our. Those weren't our real voices. At no, all. yeah, that would, dude. That was definitely not my fucking real voice. This is why I really talk. <laughs> yeah, we're not drinking wine. We're drinking bourbon, and it's cool. You know, and it's like that dad that had bullets that he used to chill in the freezer, and then he would cool the bourbon with bullets. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yes. No, that sounds really cool though. It's the most manly shit I ever saw. Well, that's a hot, that's kind of a hot, or it was a hot thing for a while. Like steel ice cubes that you just <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was very popular. No, dude, listen, we're not drinking fucking wine. We're drinking truly classic <laughs> wine margarita <laughs> seltzers. <laughs> because beer gets me a little bit gaseous just a, just and I can't get bit, to sleep. Yeah. A little bit fucking bloated and it gives me more <laughs> heartburn. <laughs> and then I'm a little cranky when I have to code the next day. <laughs> <laughs> My hands are soft. They've never known toil. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly making fun of Silicon Valley dads. <laughs> I rake leaves once a season and I have blisters all over my hands. <laughs> I actually do. I shovel snow. Every time I shovel snow, I get blisters immediately. Do you not wear gloves? I'm not some horny-handed son of toil. Okay, okay? that's Chad. That's Chad. <laughs> I actually don't wear gloves all winter. I, I just like don't them. have any. Uh, yeah, uh, not, it is bad I sometimes. Just, uh, yeah, I'm I need a big a, fan I of get, pockets. I gotta get a good pair of gloves. 
because in a lot of anyway, the, the, anyway, the book, <laughs> book takes place <laughs> over of winter. seasons. Yeah, yeah, and it's even though this book technically takes place over, I think, a full year and a full round of seasonal changes. Yeah, it's predominantly mm-hmm. a cold month sort of winter book. Well, because it's it, in a cold part of the world, I, it seems like mostly Poland. Yeah, it's Poland on the on the close to the Czech border. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We should and probably course, say what fucking book we're. Yeah, you're about yeah. to do it. Sorry, you were about to do it. <sighs> okay. <sighs> Drive your plow over the bones of the dead by Olga Tokarczuk. Nobel Prize winner. Recent Nobel Prize winner. Hype um, hype beast. I feel like I feel like the last couple of months Tokarczuk has been like the fucking I don't know, some like Kanye drop sneakers from Nike. The books of <laughs> the books of Jacob has just been blowing up my Instagram and book Twitter and all that shit. So I, I think Tokarczuk, at least recently, is a little bit of a hype beast author. Yeah. Well, you win the Nobel Prize and Well, it's which is which by the way, I'm just I'm calling you out, booktube and book Twitter and book all you book motherfuckers. Oh, do it. You're, you're all you're always oh uh, uh, these awards don't fucking matter fuck the awards i don't give a shit i i like i'm just gonna read fucking uh milton until i die i don't give a fuck about the awards uh Tukarczyk wins the nobel prize and releases a, a, a oh a big fat book and now you're fucking hype beasting dude you're soy facing hard yeah not like us we were there since the beginning yeah exactly, dude. oh geez <laughs> yeah uh, but this, where does this land in her, in her output? I didn't actually look that uh, up. I don't know, but it came out in 2009 originally in Polish. And so we have the, the 2018, uh, English translation Translated. by, uh, Antonia Lloyd Jones. Shout out. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Uh, I feel like. Cause Karchuk is, you know, obviously it takes a little time with uh, these kind of things to make her way over here, even though I think she's been quite, quite well known and famous. I could this, also be wrong. This but was I, her, this was her m- most recent book before books of Jacob actually. Really? Yeah. Right. But uh, even the book of Jacob was at like books, in Poland books, in like 2015. Dude, don't get it twisted. Books. Books of Jacob was, you're right. Uh, was in 2015, <sighs> 14 before it even got here Mm -hmm. which is now so fucking eight years yeah quite a delay yeah the translation drama is real well uh yeah i don't know should do i describe i describe why i like it well (laughs) 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 what do we do you do like it you're burying the lead you're uh, yeah spoilers (laughs) dude um yeah so this is matt's pick and uh yeah so he's gonna do what he just said yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little punchy this evening. I'm I'm hype. I'm feeling joyful. No, it's good. Yeah, that is spontaneous good. joy. Are you feeling punchy? Like if Supr- uh, if Sukarchik like slapped Blake oh. at the uh, Nobel Prize <laughs> convention, that kind of definitely punchy? keep us topical. <laughs> yes, that's good. That's epic. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, and we're about to discourse about that. That's right. Um, I, I I no, I really picked it for like super like un like. I actually had no idea about Tukarczuk, uh and I, I didn't even, like, I wasn't aware that she was even about to win the Nobel Prize beforehand, and it just so happened that she did. Um, no, she won the Nobel Prize in, like, what do you mean, like, 2018 or some shit? Or I mean that the, the, the translation of, of, like, the big book that everyone was talking about, Oh, the I book, guess. yeah, Books of Jacob, yeah. Uh, 
you know, and when everyone was hype, it Matt, just so you're happens. You're a hype beast, dude. Admit it. Well, I am because I was like, as soon as that that started going around, I was like, oh, like, um, my my girlfriend had recently read it for her own book club, and uh, so I just had a copy, and I was like, why not this book, right? Oh, yeah, this book. Okay. So like, why not just throw it on the list? I was interested suddenly because <laughs> I'm a bandwagon <laughs> bitch. Because you're a hype beast. And uh, you know, also. And and Gabe, you've said this too before, but like you know, just in general, like writers from that region, uh, like almost like very specifically Poland, a lot of the time. Love uh, me some Central Eastern Europe. Yeah, just uh, a fan of the output of that region overall in in literature. So shout out Bruno Schultz. Yeah, so this is kind of it. Hell yeah, that's as good as a reason as any, as far as I'm concerned. Me too. Uh, I'm Polish and Czech too, so this book really felt like. Is that really true? Going, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Have we talked you about that? on the border, just like this You felt this deep in book. your jeans? I did. It spoke <laughs> to me in an otherworldly manner. Damn, wow. that's actually crazy, dude. That's I, pretty cool. Mm. Uh, so, Matt, you uh, want to give a little bit of a cliff notes about what this book is f- about? The plot, etc.? Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know how to pronounce her last name the main character me either which is which is funny because that's one of the joke. running joke is that everyone pronounces her name incorrectly which yeah, uh, yeah. we also would do if we attempted it <laughs> there's a lot of naming stuff as a theme going on in the book but i know her her first name is janina janina oh, okay i'll give the last name a shot yeah Dujezko. that sounds good janina Dujezko. something like that it's not Dujenko, which is what everyone thinks it is. Right. Which is probably a joke about some name. That seems like more of a Polish thing. Like, yeah. That's it, the more common one that everyone <laughs> wants it to be, and it's right, not. Right, It's like if yeah. your last name was... Johnson, and they were like, it's not. It's Jeanson, not Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Or Johnston. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, I was like it's Johnson. <laughs> I was right, going to say it. Jones and Jones. <laughs> Jones? <laughs> Or like Corey and Jory. Yeah. Yeah. Jory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was that a Philip K. Dick name? Jory? Yes. Yes. yes oh, was, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was the, the ghost. The ghost. Jory. <laughs> the ghost that eats. Whatever. Like Joker <laughs> Corey. The digital Joker ghost. Corey. <laughs> <laughs> so the. <laughs> you shut up. The plot. The plot. Uh, I mean, it's a murder mystery with, you know. A big twist that I definitely called <laughs> in my own reading, hundred uh, percent, pretty easily. Um, uh, you know, and this it's about this woman Janina who 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 lives in uh, yeah this sort of like uh, border, sort of valley and plateau region of Poland on her own, and she's the caretaker of uh, a bunch of uh, these people's you know what are essentially summer homes in this place that becomes completely like sort of frozen over and somewhat unhospitable. And cold during the winter and she's strange she's super into astrology and uh she's not that really that's get a strange lot of... shout out to our astrology listeners oh true true uh it is though it's, it's strange it's cool well she doesn't it's emerge to be strange really. but she she's deep into it she's not like read the paper every day and be like oh this is fun but yeah she's like deep into like the mathematics of charts and shit and she's like right. these historical events happened when saturn was in retrograde and Poland yeah, she's suffered got from uh, this, you know, Sagittarius age or whatever. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> I don't know that's anything right. about it. <laughs> the age of Aquarius. <laughs> uh, 
but she's she's on her own and you don't really get a ton of biographical detail about her she's just kind of like going about her life and you're plopped right in and sort of I, I, she's like an older woman I don't know if you actually get her exact age um, so you can't do her chart um, but <laughs> these uh, these murders start to happen amongst this sort of rural community that's left during the winter um, and sort of people wind up dead in the town uh, you know slowly over the course of like a year and uh, you know Janina's kind of orbiting that and her and people that she knows in the town are, are trying to like solve the case they're doing and the they're doing the uh, true crime podcast listener thing yeah right so they're trying to get involved and figure out who really did it and so yeah and uh, the police force for not doing their job yes and there's a lot of but I mean like that's sort of like so that's sort of what is there to grip you and be like the narrative spine I guess I kind of like uh, but there's there's the book's kind of strange and and there's a lot of like asides and uh observations about like nature and you sort of get into the headspace of this this woman for the whole book uh and then there's a big uh big twist at the end when well, the murder is revealed perfect because her other big thing is animal rights right and sort of like yes. nature in general because her her own sort of personal crusade is against the you know, apparently dominant like hunting culture in the area. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's another kind of strain to her personality that becomes increasingly relevant through the story. And she, she develops this theory that it's the animals that are taking revenge on the hunters by killing them all. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of regarded as a, a little bit of a witch kind of, old crone type person very eccentric in town uh which kind she's well aware of town yeah. yeah 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 a scary old old person in the town and uh you know she kind of uses it to her advantage but also laments it and uh yeah it's just her hanging out she's got some some friends with quirky names and uh they, they just sort of hang she out gives them well that's that was one of the I, first I, things that i noticed sam maybe we should start there yeah there's like this, uh, she has this naming convention and one of the big themes seems to me to be like, because people, like we said before, uh, mispronounce her name all the time, which drives her up the wall. She also dislikes her first name in general. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of like um, capitalization and proper nouning of like random stuff that's not even fully consistent all the time. Uh so there's just a lot of this like, like uh, she'll just randomly capitalize like animal or mm -hmm. ailment ailment or being or whatever. Yeah. Um so yeah, that that was one of the first things I noticed was yeah, just this uh this naming convention and it it felt to me because Janina's like super uh preoccupied, right, with like the, what she sees is a world that is is not correct, right? Like some sort of rectification needs to happen and uh one of the small one of the many small ways she tries to do that is is this sort of rectification of names i guess mm. like what people actually are what people should be called call it you know call say it how it is you know like that seems to be kind of the vibe there like it's just part of where all of this sort of general human error in this shitty world it, you know, it's a symptom of it that we don't just like be like, 
you know, so she gives people these nicknames that are like kind of mean sometimes and like whatever. But she she claims to uh, that they like sort of cut to the the truth of them to her. Which mm-hmm. I didn't. I never. I didn't make that connection in, in reading it. But the. That, I mean, I, obviously, I did because the naming is very important. But you use the you use the phrase rectification of names, which is a is a Confucian idea yeah. in like in in Eastern sort of uh, you know linguistic philosophy, I guess, right? Like that. Yeah. That the name of a thing should should sort of correctly express what the thing is. Which is interesting because like it got me thinking about I, I hadn't made that Confucian connection until just now, but it, it got me thinking about because we read Bunyan a couple weeks ago and mm-hmm. I just recently finished reading The Scarlet Letter Hawthorne, by Hawthorne um, video up on YouTube uh, as of this recording, by the way. Check it out. Check it out. And um, I, I was thinking of the ways in which the name because in those books, right, a big thing is that the names are all very allegorical, right? Like in Bunyan. The names are like literally like Mr. Shits's pants, right. like Mr. <laughs> like Mrs. Mr. Wanton. Yeah, Ms. yeah, yeah. And then in Hawthorne, it's not quite that obvious, but there are allegorical functions to the names of most of the characters in that book. Um, and so I was trying to like think of the ways in which these names were serving that allegorical function, either for the text in general or for um, Janina within the text. So the the first person that's murdered is named Bigfoot, Bigfoot right? And mm. he has basically big feet. He's <laughs> big ass feet. And, and, and they're like weirdly like black or something. They're like discolored or kind of kind of nasty. Like Bigfoot needs to go see a podiatrist, like for sure. Yeah. Well, like it, it, I think she she said that his foot kind of looked like a hand. Like his his big toe was kind of like a claw foot. Oddly it was too separate. Long. It was too big, too long, too wide. Yeah, long-toed people. There's all these other characters. Like her other friend is named Oddball, and then her other friend is named Dizzy, and then there's another character that's named. And this this is the one that really got me thinking down this road because there's another one that's just named Good News. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just tr- sort yeah. of trying to parse like the the meaning of of like of naming as a function in the story because I also think that this ties into as you brought up Matt the like um, seemingly random use of proper nounification of certain words with the capitals. Yeah. Uh, and I was trying to trying to make a connection there, figure out like what was going on, but I, I don't really know that I ever wound up getting anywhere. It almost seemed like it was, <clears throat> it was a more of a personal choice by Janina and didn't serve like an alleg- allegorical function for me. It was just like her, her propensity to like, elevate or, or like inter- and think about things in her own personal way like these mean things to me this is that person's name to me to my perspective only so it i, I think it seems different than the way that uh bunyan was doing it mm. and i think it's, it's I, I do think it just sorry matt but just i do think it's worth mentioning that the novel is written in the first person from janina's perspective um, yeah. Well, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, you, it's basically, yeah, I didn't put it further than just like we're, we're inside her. Yeah. Mind. And it just struck me as one of these. Uh, it, it, the whole book just kind of felt like there's these gaps. Right. Because obviously we can't have her perspective for the whatever the spoilers. Right. Like <laughs> the for everything that goes on in her head. Um, 
Should we just? I mean, we might as well. It's an, she's the yeah. killer. She's, she's the murderer. She's, she's, she's the, the murderer. Killer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it felt to me like one of those. Like, like it was she. She. It was her personal corrective, um, because an important thing to tee up is this. Yeah, this kind of what what turns out to be like a, a an underlying rage, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's kind of fueled by her loneliness too. I would say. Hundred percent. Yes. Existential like sort of loss of family. You know, just kind of. By the end of the book, I felt just like entirely in her head, and you know, you're wrapped up in the way she thinks about shit, and it just becomes. Especially when you figure out that she's a murderer, it's just like, well, you look back on the whole book, and you're like, this has been a very diabolical experience. You know. Yeah. You're made to sympathize with somebody who commit who is ultimately arguably committed an evil and i think but that's also you know something that's supposed to be questioned in this right like you know the the twist obviously is like something if you just engage with like a handful of things in a similar genre not unexpected uh Mm -hmm. but that's why i think um you know when when, when things kind of do this with genre it definitely seemed to me it wasn't really the murder mystery aspect that was like the the actual like topic of the book that it wanted to address oh yeah. the, the blurbs uh, i just have to say the blurbs on this book are definitely bait and switch people like mm-hmm. y- like you could definitely see uh like a fucking you know wine mom in the airport like be like ooh like a weird like cool murder mystery about an right. old lady that i can relate to and reading this and being like what the fuck is this like what, <laughs> yeah what, yeah what what did i what did i what did i spend 37 dollars on at the airport <laughs> yeah. yeah which is kind of fun i mean i love the idea of like people getting tricked into reading about <laughs> some blakeian yeah, <laughs> blakeian wicca mashup lady who's like uh, a, an avenging spirit for all animal life that's been slaughtered <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like right, right. like that's that's kind of sick yeah true yeah uh yeah c- 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 just before we move on just because i have to get it off my chest can i can i just make a small um like mauler point about her being the murderer and I, sure. I, I never do this. Like, I'm never like, oh, plot hole. Or, I'm like, really excited yeah, for or, a Mahler like, point by you. This is but, but if you did, it would go something like this. If, if I did, it would go, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was a little bit like, well, so the whole novel's in first person from her perspective. Who is she hiding the fact that she is the murderer from in the, like, diegetic world of the text right like why did why did we have to find out that she is the murderer essentially from other characters toward the very end of the book like again this is a very mauler point and maybe it's like a literary style question or something and and it it, and it's not it's not going to affect my score or anything but it did cross my mind that like um oh hell yeah that's what I'm talking about. I don't drink wine. I swear to God, I don't drink wine. Yeah, I know. Matt's also <laughs> covered in a blanket. A we were like, we were trying yeah. to like disavow these personalities from the beginning, <laughs> but uh, that's just us. That's who we are. Yeah. But anyway, I, like I said, a dumb little bit of a, a, a Mahler point, but but maybe something we're thinking about stylistically. Like, why write the book from the first person perspective if it's 
supposed to be this because like normally when something like that happens right okay let me just think about like other examples when there's a first person perspective of a kind of a whodunit mystery like anything like, like maybe whatever. like the new batman movie with the riddler it's like kind of from <laughs> sorry if the riddler was the star of the movie well, well, but like, and Norma- you didn't know he was planning to <laughs> flood gotham but like normally there's like some kind of um explanation like psychological you know oh they have it they had a Mm -hmm. mental break and they didn't remember doing these acts or like whatever uh and 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 that's 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 one of the arguments yeah there is like a a hint later very late in the book that she like saw herself under a different name or sign when she was doing these things like she references like medea i think and yeah and, and one other character who is escaping me um so maybe that's what Tukarchuk is getting at with that. But anyway, I don't know. It 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 was it, it was a little bit mauler to me. Well, yeah. When I read a, a description of this book before I read it, it said that like basically expect an unre- unreliable narration. So uh, you know, I guess yeah. that's that can be just summed up as a literary technique. But also, I mean, if if her intention was to maybe troll on those wine drinking. Um, hey now, airplane. Matt, li- Matt literally. Has <laughs> I a forgot. <laughs> no, just like the the airplane woman, you know, who d- wants to pick up a mystery novel. Maybe just a little bit of a trolling thing. It yeah, it could have been just the the um, somewhat awkward necessity uh, of you know even if you guessed it or whatever the fuck uh, like of 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 painting someone's psychological profile before before really just like being like this is what happened because mm. also there's a, a small like she doesn't kill the first person she finds dead true she is infected with the notion of of being a murderer and like becoming a vessel essentially like after seeing the first corpse which was just a genuine he choked you know, on death, a, death by accident he choked, he, he on, choked a deer on a bone. deer bone yeah mm-hmm. uh, and she had seen some deer uh earlier and and sort of connected those dots <laughs> it was like it was the deer uh getting revenge and then she'd had some you know and then then they set up all of this pre-existing shit with like how much she hates the fucking hunters and there's this whole thing about uh these the, these dogs she had that she mm-hmm. keeps calling her little girls and i don't even think it's yeah. clear that they're her dogs for a while you wonder maybe if she had some kids that are dead oh, or I, I, I thought she disowned was, her. I thought she was talking about the deer in her yard for most of the book. When she, I thought it was plants at one point. I yeah. thought it was like her flowers at one point. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, like and maybe a, like it's I all said, of the a above very, in a, a very way. small, smaller point. But yeah, I mean, true. It could be all of the above in in terms of like a like you said, the avenging nature angel, uh, caring for all of these different sort of forms of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think mostly another big thing was just trying to create, uh, like I said, that uncomfortable experience where you're you you kind of you root for the the quirky baddie old lady, you, you know she's the underdog. Uh, I guess physically, first of all, I don't know how old she is. I feel like she's exaggerating. I feel like she's like sixty five. Yeah, probably. I was yeah, gonna say like that. Like mid sixties or something like that. She's not like decrepit, and she's tall apparently. She's a. Uh, she was like a former. Um, what do they track and field like? Hammer throw. Hammer throw, which lady, becomes important, which is how she's able to do <laughs> what she's doing. Uh, 
I will say just from like an Agatha Christie, like dumb, like, mer- like not, oh, that, I love I, it. not yeah. that Agatha Christie is dumb, but Agatha Christie actually slaps. But just from a clever kind of like murder mystery perspective, the way she kills these people is actually really inventive and not something that I've ever seen before, which is yeah. that she hits them over the head with like a frozen ball of ice in a, in a plastic bag. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's so clever. Cause it's just going to melt away. And all you got to do is like, just wash the bag or burn it or throw it out. Well, as she says, it's you know, so f- weird old ladies like her are always seen with just random crumpled plastic yes, bags yes. with shit in them. So she's like, it's perfect. So for all you people look like trying to figure out how to murder somebody, there's a technique well, right there for you. Well, didn't you guys ever talk with your friends about the stabbing people with icicles and that being perfect too because it melts? Mm-hmm. I, 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 did, talk, I, talk I never talked about that, brother. I never did. I that. did that. I did that. <laughs> oh, come I had on, a conversation Rick. with my older sister where she was really like, we were at the dinner table and she was really adamant. She was like, "You can kill someone with literally anything," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like eight years old," and I was like, "Dust." She was like, "Joke them." <laughs> Pour dust in your in your mouth. Ah, <laughs> uh, Miss Know It All, huh? With the, oh, I was stumped after that one. And and this was <laughs> one Paul's, worm. And this was Paul's first <laughs> debate, bro experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So right. yeah, uh, I liked that. I mean, it's just I I feel like Tukarchuk was. Um, I think the bait and switch is just the fact that it's a murder mystery a little bit. I don't know what mm-hmm. the tenor of her other stuff is. Apparently, this is uh, something of a departure. I don't know. Uh, people who are more familiar were kind of mentioning that. Uh, On the Spinecrackers Discord, which you can join if you join the Spinecrackers Patreon, for as little as two bones a month. As a mere f- few deer bones. A pittance. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know if this was uh, apparently something a little bit different than what she normally did. But, yeah, you know, like u- using a genre convention like to lure people in the way, like, I don't know. The, the thing that jumps to mind is like Twin Peaks stealing soap opera format to tell mm, a story yeah. about like <laughs> fucking, you know, something entirely different. I, I would I would actually also throw in uh, like Simonon into the mix, especially some of his uh, uh, hard novels where, you know, something like The Strangers in the House, which is a, a murder mystery. Right. Like similarly. But it's yeah. also, you know, similarly to this book. It's basically who you thought did it, did it, which is the case for all of Simonon's novels mm-hmm. uh, or most of them. But it's it's pre- preoccupied and concerned with so much more like in that novel. It's a, uh, the reason that that jumped to mind is that the main character in that novel is an old man who's sort of alone. He's, he's you know, very different circumstances. He's alone, rich in this enormous house with his kids. Um, but. Some some similar like existential themes and the sort of bait and switch of like a dramatic murder that is not the the central sort of thrust of this of the novel. Well, the other thing that obviously would like seem to be the, the a big clue to I don't know the, the the themes the content what's being tackled here is like the title is a Blake is a line from Blake Blake is mentioned all over the fucking place she's quoting I think he him serves at the as the epigraph for every chapter right yeah it's that yeah yeah epigraph of every chapter her friend dizzy is a blake translator and there's a whole segment where they're translating a line in uh into polish uh so that was the other avenue that i tried to go down i have to i have to admit that like i didn't really like i i have some loose ideas about why blake was so heavily featured um 
But yeah, maybe there again, maybe it's like a fool's errand to be like, here's the answer. <laughs> but like, especially for someone like Blake. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the 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 main connections, and I, you did you you wound up reading the Marriage of Heaven and Hell, right, Matt? For this or starting? Yeah, to? I read I re- I read the Proverbs of Hell, which were mentioned, and I read uh, Auguries of Innocence, which so, are two of the things quoted, and then I think Mental Traveler, and then some letter excerpts. So you you have way more probably that you could say about it than than me. But what I know about Blake in in brief, and I'm I have not read much Blake at all, is he was sort of similarly concerned about the natural world broadly, and you know he was a romantic or from that era, and so you know was concerned about nature and nature's innocence and it's sort of like it, as a symbol of purity. Um, but also, of course, just in his personal life, like Blake saw visions, right? Blake, Blake talked a lot about from a young age, seeing these religious, like sometimes very disturbing, uh, you know, visions and imagery. And I feel like that's a pretty clear analogy to Janina's, uh, obsession with astrology and the way that she can feel like she can sort of touch the the deeper picture or the divine or the whatever you know she also well, sees she visions. also sees visions too yeah oh yeah true i forgot about that yeah, about her mother and, yeah. and uh, ancestors in the in the what is it, the boiler room yeah mm-hmm. and, and then, then at the end it, she's like trying to get to the boiler room to like be with them and then innard like she see like she kills innard but then she also like has a vision about him trying to like reclaim his foxes. Yes, uh, that's not real, and also she would know what happened to him because she killed him, but she still has this alternate view of things. So I, I don't. One of the, I just sort of saw her as kind of like, you know, there's Dizzy, the guy who's kind of pointy-headedly translating and obsessed with Blake, and gets gets like a, a teaching job at the end of the book, uh, I guess, like doing translation and being a Blake scholar. But ultimately, like, Janina is, is, you know, not to say that, it, you know, engaging with Blake makes you crazy, but she's sort of a Blakean-type figure. Like, she'd be kind of more in line or cut from the same cloth in a way. Dizzy was one of her, because she was also a teacher at one point. One of That's one of the few kind of biographical details we get about her, is the story of her as a teacher and Dizzy was one of her former students, I think she mentions at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And before that, she was a bridge builder. Right. Yeah, so there is some background. There's, like, maybe a page and a half of it where she just goes into her background. And she's a bridge builder, and she gets, like, injured in some way. And she, well, she has right? ailments. Or, or she has ailments. She's constantly that, talking about This is the classic ailments. generic ailments, yeah. yeah. Yeah, capital A, yeah. Uh, which is completely unexplained, vague. She gets blisters and has like sort of a sun allergy her limbs hurt she gets thrown into like fits of like exhaustion and weakness but it also seems like it could it's tied you know again like this idea of like um kind of mystics and like traditional or uh, uh whatever like re- people with it like religious experiences being ill you know generally and kind of she definitely has has big anchoress energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're coining that. Yeah, feel There's free to really take that like all over. <laughs> big anchoress. <laughs> yeah. I, I I may have used that ex- almost that exact phrase talking about Hester Prynne when I was talking about the 
uh, Scarlet Letter today. But yeah, it's just on your mind right now. It's okay. Yeah. There's a really beautiful passage where she's talking about her ailments and talking about how like when she when she's feeling like particularly bad, she wants to like take off her body and become like a jellyfish person. No, guys, remember that? I, I'm trying to. I didn't underline it. I, sh- I thought I did, but I wanted to read that out. It was like so weirdly unique, and, and that's one thing about this book that I really enjoyed. Is just like the, she kind of goes off the deep end a lot and has really strange ways of writing about things that take something like generic old person ailment problems to a very different level. But yeah, she ta- she talks about her body being like a suit, and the only way she can feel better when she's in moments of pain as she takes off her bodysuit and just feels pretend she's like a jellyfish human who's like yeah see through and well and there's around. there are passages where she talks about being i a, would love that being a bat yeah and like oh there's a lot of uh yeah how does how do bats perceive us and which like, also like, shout that was out, a beautiful line too fuck i wish i underlined that one shout out to thomas nagel what is it like to be a bat uh philosophy is that really ph- yeah that, that's one of the most famous essays in contemporary philosophy uh, there's a few mes- messages or me- mentions of bats. There's there's a moment where she like sees bats in her crawl space or something, and then she- it was in one of the I think it's in one of the houses of the people that she's caretaking for. Oh yeah, and like she has this weird feeling that they could be looking at her. It just made me think that she's you know Polish older woman, jokerified, sign loving, <laughs> animal rights activist. Well, she is doing a little eco terrorism. Yeah, yeah, legit. I, yeah, I think like again, like yeah, she, she's uh, she doesn't see a, ultimately like a difference in anything in the natural world from anything else in terms of it's like she's like acutely pained by like the distress of like a bug or a plant as much as like a human being, which is why you know the the twist that she's but she's got this divine justice thing and she ultimately murders people. Um, so, which like kind of undermines it. The other sort of contradiction in her character that I was noticing was like, she's sort of this Blakeian mystical person who's like, uh, you know, you, you need to break your mind free from, you know, whatever stagnant waters breed reptiles of the mind, which is one of my favorite sort of Blake lines. Uh, you know, this kind of like, pe- people are so hardened and don't see the interconnectedness of everything. But then at the same time, she's so willing to chalk a, like her whole life and the truth of everything to astrology, which yeah. as we remember from younger is just kind of like, you know, just another way to look for a sort of authority f- figure of, of, of a kind. And it feels very contradictory to like all the other stuff she was observing. Oh, I have some takes on the astrology stuff in this book uh i i may reserve it for the patreon only segment but okay i'm i'm trying to get into some adorno talk because uh adorno's famous essay the stars down to earth where he basically says astrology is an expression of fascism i want to talk about it but that'd be fun but um it did seem like a contradiction though right a little bit to like other things she was observing and and expressing yeah yeah well yeah i think certainly there's this sense of um you know uh, rebellion but also like fated it's also very fatalistic right it's all everything is fucking it's what allows her to kill essentially yes exactly 
Um, I just wanted to read a passage that sort of I feel like expresses some of her, uh, at least her attitudes towards animals, not necessarily the astrology stuff. But this is from when she is being interviewed by the police, I think, the first time um, because she's brought down because she she finds these. I think she finds the first two bodies. um, And so she's being interviewed as a witness. And so she's talking to this sort of indifferent police uh, person who's dictating her or uh, uh, not dictating, but writing down her kind of statement. This is on 104 to 105 in the um, translation that we have. Just look at the way those pulpits work. And the, the pulpits are, are essentially uh, hunting perches that are, yeah, that are out like in blinds. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just look at the way those pulpits work. It's evil. You have to call it by its proper name. It's cunning, treacherous, sophisticated evil. They build hay racks, scatter fresh apples and wheat to lure animals there. And once the creatures have become habituated, they shoot them in the head from their hiding place, from a pulpit. I began to say in a low tone, with my gaze fixed on the floor. I could sense that they were looking at me anxiously while carrying on with their work. I wish I knew animal script, I said. Signs in which I could write warnings for them. Don't go over there. That food is lethal. Keep away from the pulpits. They won't preach the gospel to you from there. You won't hear any good news over there. They won't promise you salvation after death. They won't take pity on your poor souls, for they say you haven't got souls. They don't see their brethren in you. They won't give you their blessing. The nastiest criminal has a soul, but not you, beautiful deer, nor you, boar, nor you, wild goose, nor you, pig, nor you, dog. Killing has become exempt from punishment, and as it goes unpunished, nobody notices it anymore. And as nobody notices it, it doesn't exist. When you walk past a shop window where large red chunks of butchered bodies are hanging on display, do you stop to wonder what it really is? You never think twice about it, do you? Or when you order a kebab or a chop, what are you actually getting? There's nothing shocking about it. Crime has come to be regarded as normal, everyday activity. Everyone commits it. That's just how the world would look if concentration camps became the norm. Nobody would see anything wrong with them. And and I think, you know... This is sort of a, a, I like this passage because it sort of walks the line. It's like between, Morrissey. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit like, yeah, meat is murder, dude. <laughs> yeah. But, but it sort of walks the line between moments where you're like, yeah, damn, like that's true. Oh, shit. And then also like, I, I feel like one of the things Sakarchik does really well is walk the line with Janina between someone who's saying stuff that's like reasonable and that you can agree with and then flies off into, into, sometimes in the same sentence or a sentence later stuff that you're just like, okay, well that's a little bit wild. And I think that like literarily, I think this, this applies to the um, uh, astrology stuff too, because reading it, she gets so in the weeds with it that like at some point you have to kind of get in Janina's head and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it is the astrology. Like something is going on here. Like this, this is an astrological force at work. And I thought that was a really well done. Just a great profile of 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 that kind of thinking too. You can create this, uh, like, you know. Weirdly enough, I was thinking of uh, you. Do you guys listen? You, you listen to Andrew Callahan talking to the fucking uh, Q Viking or whatever. Oh yeah, like uh, Q Shaman. Ex- Q Shaman. Q Shaman. Sorry, uh, but you know, even in in just random people that aren't even at that level, you know conspiratorial thinking things like this there's 
there's that moment right where they're like you're like yeah 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 like there, there's forces like like sub, sub you know subjugating us and like this shit's unfair and like there could be validity to some of these you know ancient observations well <laughs> mystical stuff you know and then and then s- that subtle leaving of like I, I don't know if, yeah like not validity but just sort of like that the just veering into dangerous plausibility from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah plausibility just like how did you make that connection what like whoa whoa like th- yeah i i think Karchik did that super well with janina because you're mostly on her side and she but she always veers a little bit too far with it yes well, and you especially see it when she starts writing to the police and 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 mentions all the astrology in the letters to the police you're like at that point you're like yeah i can't i can no longer buy into what is going on in your head at all you, you've taken it to a new extreme where well i wonder if were you gonna read something from it matt yeah, I was just going to, on 24, there's, like, was one of the first instances that made me go, huh, you know, where I was like, it's, maybe it's Janina, <laughs> like, right out the gate. Uh, so, um, this, yeah, 24, sort of in the middle, starts with, on the other hand. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I felt great relief. Sometimes when one thinks more broadly, ignoring one's usual mental preferences and considers instead the sum total of a person's deeds, person capitalized, one might conclude that their life is not a good thing for others. I think anyone would say I'm right about this. Just like a little, yes. quick little, like, boop, you know, like, <laughs> like, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, cool, <laughs> yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool, 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 no doubt, Just no doubt. don't take that too far, right. you know, yeah. Well, and also, I think this sort of is points to her general, like, existential orientation, which is our kind of insignificance in the face of the dictates of the stars and so on and so forth right but 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 of course like you know throughout the text i feel like in being in janina's mind you have to you have to wonder how much of this is a defense mechanism against her own sadness and loneliness right like because how how much easier is it to bear those sorts of um weight those sorts of weights when you can convince yourself that it's all you know quote unquote part of the plan right Exactly. Mm-hmm. Including your homicidal tendencies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're just you're yeah. you're 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 clean. Your conscience is clean. It's not you. I I also just had to think with the police letters, like I had to think of Kaczynski. Um right. and, and maybe that's something the, the, the Unabomber, right? And uh, maybe that's something we can come back to in the in the Patreon um in, in more detail, but a man who was like very correct about a lot, and yes. then did the the, the dumbest. Like we, yeah. we're canceled. We just got canceled as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, did it the wrong way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I no. I mean that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Um, and uh, he he didn't. I don't think he ever wrote letters to the police, but he wrote letters to the people, you know, included in in like wh- who he bombed. Right. So I was just right. thinking about, and and obviously the the kind of eco-terrorist eco you know extremist position that janina has it just has to call kaczynski to mind i think and and there's also just a connection to other true crime things too i would say of just like people that are involved in murders talking to the police sending them clues and that kind of thing yeah i I just felt like from the letters yeah like zodiac type you know cipher shit but you know, as soon as she started sending the letters, it seemed like 
I was just putting myself in the position of the police force being like, maybe we should look into this woman. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like this is uh this doesn't seem right. Well, and, and it's another, cause my wife and I do listen to quite a few true crime podcasts. Uh, if any true crime podcasts want to come on the show, you if there are, are any true crime podcasts out there, please let us yeah. know. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> uh, there are, and they are all way f- more famous than we are. They so. are legion. Yep. Yeah. Um, but but one of the sort of axioms of like true crime is that the, any person that that goes out of their way to like involve themselves in an investigation is probably involved with the crime in some way mm. because it's almost like a you know uh, it's like a uh, like a bear hug right like if I get close enough to you and like you won't suspect me I'm just gonna wrap myself around this thing yeah um, yeah but that's usually a sign that they're involved in some way yeah. And yeah, the, the, and the police do kind of, they're like, they're looking at her cockeyed, but I think another th- just thing that is more sort of to a, a clue to Janina's general isolation and sadness mm-hmm. uh, is just, you know, you're a quirk, you're, you're, you're on the way out, you're like an old woman, no one cares, no one sees you as anything but just at all, like you're just like, you're just this old old bitty living out in the woods and no one's going to take you seriously. And ultimately it's to the police's detriment, but, but like also the police's ignorance of her or like lack of ability to really imagine her as the murderer in some way, like just justified or like probably fueled some of her desire to do it in the first place. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, no, I have an impact, you know, I have an impact. Like I'm here. Yeah. Basically. It makes you want to read this passage about her her loneliness that was really sad. Do it. Um, I have the the Kindle version, so I don't I can't tell you what page it's on, but <laughs> uh she's talking to to Boros. Yeah. Um and he asks her, like, what have you done in life? Boros suddenly asks. This question was so unexpected that I instantly let myself be carried away by memories. Um they began to sail past my eyes, and typically for memories, everything in them seemed be- better, finer, and happier than in reality. It's strange, but we didn't say a word. For people of my age, the places that they truly loved and to which they were they once belonged are no longer there. The places of their childhood and youth have, been, have ceased to exist. The villages where they went on holiday, the parks with uncomfortable benches where their first loves blossomed, the cities, cafes, and houses and their, of their past... And if their outer form has been preserved, it's all the more painful, like a shell with nothing inside it anymore. I have nowhere to return to. It's like it's like a state of imprisonment. The walls of the cellar are, are the horizon of what I can see. Beyond them exists a world that's alien to me and doesn't belong to me. Fucking sad. It, 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 that motivating. reminds me. It reminds me of the the kind of like Doomer meme line of like. Uh, the world that you were raised to live in no longer exists. You know what I mean? We're uh, just prison planet. Yeah. Prison <laughs> planet. Shout out. Shout out. If Alex Jones wants to come on the podcast, we will have him. Don't make, don't make any mistake about that. Yeah. Corker of a guest for sure. No matter what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah. There is a lot made of prisons. That's another image that comes up your body and your town, you know, and I think just borders in general, right? Like just mm-hmm. sort of just the the whole Polish Czech border thing is very significant. Yeah, uh, and Janina likes to play around with that. Um, but 
we're gonna have to save all of that discussion believe it or not for the patreon uh Ooh. Are and we seriously on the hour? Believe it or not, we're getting pretty close. Uh, and right. it feels like we have, again, a- as always, barely scratched the surface in, in the allotted time. I guess the only other thing that I wanted to mention here is, like, um, I liked... I w- another thing that I really liked about this was the, uh, the explicitly just, like, made fun of preferred narrative of the media being probably the preferred narrative of most readers of crime fiction, which is, like... Uh, and, and and was probably the case, but nothing would have been done about it. It just happened incidentally. Was like how it does actually go all the way up to the to the to the top, and that every authority figure, every person with like a badge and some power in this little town, was kind of colluding, but just for this sort of like hunting and, and bribing thing. Yes. Uh, and so there was like this whole other narrative. The where priest, the police commissioner. The, the, yeah, the police commandant, the fucking the the local millionaire. Uh, all the way down to Bigfoot, who's very just some, like, Jeffrey Epstein hick. Yeah, so it, like there is this funny I, like tr- sub, you know, sort of story going on where it does go all the way to the top, and it is like a conspiracy in a way. Um, and and, and but it has nothing to do with what's going on <laughs> in the story, and it, you're kind of made fun of it. It's like this is what the media is hoping it is, even in this local town, as it's reported. Uh, That's a really good point. You know the sort of vital core of it is something entirely else, and I I just thought that was a great, um, true little observation. Did there. did this book predict QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> no. You, if anything, Janina should be Q. Janina would be Q for yeah, sure, for be. sure. Um, all right. Well, a- as we have referenced, uh, we have a lot more to talk about, and that's all going to be on the Patreon. Um, which you can uh, get access to the full episodes of every book we talk about for as little as two bones a month. Um, that also gets you access to our Discord, which is lively and lovely, and shout-outs to the Discord. Um, do yourself a flavor. Do yourself a flavor. Get on the Discord. What else you What else you got to do? Yeah, that. Whatever pulls what was your sound. With. What was your sound cue? It wasn't a good one. Okay. <laughs> you go, Take another stab at it later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, with all that said, patreon.com slash spinecrackers, youtube.com slash spinecrackers, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> You're an eco-terrorist, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's so multi-talented. I know, I know. Absolute just jack-of-all-trades. So this is the segment of the show where we take the characters from the book we just read and put them in the respective Harry Potter houses, and it's called We Just Read Another Book, so you can't stop us from talking about Harry Potter, you gatekeeping motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, and here we go. And who are we even going to talk about aside from Janina? I feel like we've only talked about Janina so far, and there's a lot of other characters in this book. Yeah, Yeah, there are actually a lot. That we didn't even really get into, and so I guess we'll have to save that Patreon. Yeah, we can do a bonus housing round. We later. might ha- we might have to because we didn't talk about anybody else really. Do you want to do the Scrabble then first and then? Sure. Because uh, I'll I'll start. Um, All right. So this is a our favorite word from the book, basically a good Scrabble word, word we didn't know, uh, something like that. We we try to we're an educative podcast at the end of the day. Indeed, including for ourselves. Oh, ideally. Um, 
Yeah, so mine, I don't know if it counts uh, because there's sort of like a, for, you know, it's forbidden to use foreign words, correct? In Scrabble, I think we'll give part. it a slide it, for it, this it, book, it, though. It, it depends. Scrabble has actually surprisingly lax rules about stuff like that, it, so it, it depends. So the one I chose is High Leg, which is H-Y-L-E-G. I think that's a pretty fun Scrabble word. Um, and it means, you know, th- it means the astrological position of the planets at the time of birth or in Hellenistic astrology, the planet with the greatest essential dignity in five important natal chart positions. Uh, yeah. Nice. High leg. That's a good uh-huh. one. Paul? Mine is uh, trochaic. Nice. Which is like, uh, what is the word? I'm going to pronounce it right. It's uh, consisting of or featuring trochies, which I think is how you pronounce it, which is like mm-hmm. a, it's a poetry term. But I thought it was that's a good word to say in your mouth. Nice. Yeah, trochaic. Nice. Good mouthfeel. Trochaic. Yeah. Mouth. Exceptional mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to any, uh, <laughs> shout out to any Bob's Burgers fans listening. Um, my word was... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Crank that volume slightly. My word is yeah, uh, picnic, but spelled in a very w- I different way. I thought about that one, too. P-Y-K-N-I-C. And this basically means a, a sort of stout, kind of uh, a broad, you know, girthy kind of dude. Uh, so good. Yeah. Like, a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to call Dad someone a picnic. type. A snack, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's like a body type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude. You're. I want to take you on a fucking picnic. You're an absolute picnic. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, there it is. You fucking nailed that. You're. One, you're fucking. Yeah, Paul's dialing it in. Paul's dialing yeah. it in. You will be such a fucking sharpshooter with that thing soon. Yes. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, let's talk Harry Potter. I mean, maybe we should only do Janina just because we've been giving all, all of the other characters short shrift a little bit and are, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the other main character is probably oddball and, and then dizzy maybe. Um, they but, all seem pretty puffed out, but we haven't all, talked about them at all. Yeah. They all kind of help Janina escape. I think um, Janina is bad Ravenclaw. I was going to say Raven. the same thing. Yeah. I think, that's I think pr- it's kind of spot on. Obvious. I, yeah. I think that's pretty easy clap actually. It's like um, yeah. that phrase. She's her mind is so open, her brain fell out of her ear. Yes, you know that's mm. that's kind of what mm. it feels like. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's bad yeah. Ravenclaw. And that's just yeah. what bad Raven. And that's just bad Ravenclaw. It's QAnon Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's the type of Ravenclaw that could possibly be a Death Eater. Not all Death Eaters are Slytherins. True. Right. True. Probably. And, Vol- and Voldemort is Alex Jones. <laughs> Imagine if Alex Jones played fucking Voldemort. No, dude, Alex Jones is Snape. He's secretly good. <laughs> oh God, canceled. Got double canceled this episode. Yeah, I love the Unabomber and Alex Jones. <laughs> Listen, the uh, the Mudbloods they're infiltrated the government and they have secret pedophile ring. Uh, I can't take it anymore. These fucking Mudbloods. <laughs> Uh, well, th- that only leaves uh, one thing, which is final. Not- no, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yes. 
I was Dude. trying to sneak it in. I was trying to sneak it in. I could tell. I was waiting for it. All right, We've fine. both been burned by you la- by that stupid, you know, method of yeah, you, game, so we got it. I know. Man. Yeah, you I guys just have, you have no times. respect for the, the order of operations anymore. You just <laughs> caught me off. It's fine. Uh, all right, fine. I'll go first. So final scores. Um, I This score may come out of left field a little bit because I didn't like this book that much, actually. I know really? we've been talking about it uh, and, and had sort of generally positive things to say. I think it was interesting. Um, and maybe I am suffering from the well-documented phenomenon of you know, high expectation, you know, fatigue or whatever. And this author has been so hyped by the online book community recently. And everyone's just soy facing out about her new big fat book. Um, and, you know, the big fat book. I'm, big, I'm the book, the big fat book. <laughs> um, but I, this kind of didn't do it for me. Like I thought there was, there's some interesting stuff there um, that we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about uh, the, and, and also maybe I was the victim of the kind of blurb industrial complex, which is a whole nother thing that we could talk about as a standalone episode. I'm sure uh, that was like, Oh, got got like, by blurbs? it's possible. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't really know how to articulate the ways in which this book just didn't really um, gel for me. Uh, I think that there's moments in the writing that, that are really beautiful and really well done. I, 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 the prose overall didn't strike me as anything particularly special. Um, and the story I think was, you know, just, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to avoid sounding like a right winger right now and be like, oh, this is an SJW eco-feminist fucking tract or whatever. Um, and, and we can talk about that maybe in the Patreon segment. And I, I don't feel that way, but I do sort of feel like it was a um, arguably harmful caricature of like the animal rights position, which maybe triggered me a little bit because I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm a vegetarian in my day-to-day life and I think about animal rights quite a bit. And I was, I don't know, like I, I, I read that, that this book has sort of been a galvanizing political force in Poland actually recently. And people have been sort of since it's released and people have been carrying signs at protests and stuff with Janina's name on them and shit like that. So this is an active kind of, uh, Tokarczyk is a, political actor in Poland. Yeah, that's true. But I just sort of didn't feel good about the way that the positions that Janina was advocating um, were depicted. And then that on top of the sort of pseudo murder mystery that wasn't, I, I, I don't know, like something felt messy to me. Um, about this book that I that, that that never, as I say, gelled. So anyway, um, without justifying myself to death here, I'm going to give it a, a 3.1, which is may- <laughs> <laughs> which is which, again, like maybe is higher than than you were expecting, given that preamble. 
But yeah, actually, it's, yeah. it's all fucking it's all fucking relative because I liked this book more than the last book, but I gave the last book a three. But then I also <laughs> felt like this. I, maybe I feel like both of them deserved lower than that. So I don't fucking know. All right. It's OK. That's it okay. can be in a state, a suspended state. Yeah, it's it's super positional. <laughs> That's how I'm going to describe every one of my scores now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't collapse my waveform, bro. Well, I don't know. I didn't I didn't read any of the blurbs about it, really. So maybe I didn't suffer from that uh, side of viewing it re- because I, I mean, I, I walked away with it thinking that Janina was supposed to be like kind of a deplorable character, you know, and maybe that just points yeah. to um, people's reactions being not initially what she intended. But then you're saying that she is a political activist, so she may be buying into that interpretation. So I don't totally know. But when I read it, I was like. I was in the standpoint of more just like this is this was a bad person. She like she didn't do the right thing. She was living in her own head and making these incredibly strange decisions and she's a murderer and bad. Um but I, I really I really did like the writing a lot. Um I will say my dumb dumb take for this is that when when Bigfoot was first killed in the beginning and he was being described as like potentially an actual Bigfoot. And then when I learned that that wasn't where the, where the book was going, <laughs> I was like, fuck. That, that fucking owns. You I really, I was those... super excited. That'd be funny if it was like, what's that guy, Tingle, the guy who does like Bigfoot fucked my ass and all those other books, like uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Tingle is a character from The Legend of Zelda. I know that. But the yeah. Chuck Tingle or oh, something Chuck, like that? Oh, Chuck, I think it is Chuck Tingle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but I was I actually thought it might it was actually a kind of a I didn't think of it as being like starting to be corny or something. I thought it was going to be like kind of a weird, cool take on <laughs> what if my neighbor was Bigfoot and what if, I, you know, I just thought like her, her psyche was early. coming out. That would have been sick. <laughs> yeah. And with like no explanation about this amorphic being, you know. But anyway, I mean, overall, I thought the writing was really good. Um, I wasn't totally on board with like the twist, the M night Shyamalan type nature of the storytelling was a little bit like me. Um, but I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I think I'm right around where you though, but our scores are generally different. Like the way I score things. So I fucked up the last two scores. It's, it's on me. <laughs> I think I'm at like a 3.45. Nice. Uh, so yeah, uh, um, I'm kind of with you guys. I, weirdly though, I, I think I liked it m- more than it sounds like both of you may have. But um, I definitely got the impression that Janina was a that this was. I didn't read blurbs. I, I'd be curious to know what Tukarchuk's, um I meant to look into it, but I just didn't. Like sort of prior political activism was about, and like what the tenor of that was and content, because that will. Ultimately, if it is sort of adjacent to Gina's, like change how I think about this. But um, yeah, I, I took her to be bad too, or at least just sort of complicated, um, and ultimately somebody who was confused and lonely, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, used a bunch of kind of like a bunch of different thinkers and templates and shit to justify acting out something that seems to almost contradict her own perspective on the world and like that she was just sort of, you know, she was going a little nuts and her ailment was potentially psychotic in nature and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought it was a fun read. 
uh, it just had that sort of murder mystery pr- propulsion to it, which just always works, you know. So it was like easy going. Um, yeah, I I thought it was okay. I just thought it was okay, and so I was gonna give it a three point uh, two seven. Nice. Oh shit, that was not the one I was going for. Sorry. No. Wetter fart. Not as yeah. funny. Yeah. There's too fart. many. There's too many of these freaking things. Well, uh, for those of you who want to hear the rest of this discussion, because now I've 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 uh, listening to the other two score speeches, I've worked myself into something of a frenzy, and I'm heated. <laughs> um, so. Oh good. Oh good. <laughs> not not at not at you guys. Not at you guys, but at the book. Um, and, uh, if you want to hear that discussion stick around for the Patreon only, uh, version of the episode, which will likely go, uh, quite a bit longer. Um, patreon.com slash spinecrackers. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>